Welcome to the Broken Sun. Welcome to Spectres of a Broken Sun, our second season of our Broken Sun role-playing game podcast. We are in the midst of our Zero Acts, it's an idea that I took from Double Cross, a game that I played back on my old YouTube channel with many of my friends. We are introduced to each of the characters individually to see them doing something in their particular milieu, or something outside of their particular milieu, that will show off their skills personality, attributes, and so on. I'm your friendly guide, Matt. I go by he, him, and you can find me on Twitter at YCaliber, or you can follow our show at Broken Sun RPG. Today, I'm joined by Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. My name is Michael Blood. I largely go by he, him, and they, them pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood and most other places. Fantastic. So, why don't you tell us about your character, Slip? I'll be playing for the purposes of Season 2, Mr. Slip who is... Something's broken. Something's weird. The robot body that uh, that they inhabit is a hodgepodge, and their SimSense avatar is completely gender-neutral, almost featureless, gray, and they have weird, glitchy eyes. Oh, dear. But uh, in Scum and Villainy, they have the the mystic class. Right. uh, What does that mean to you? What does a mystic mean to slip? How do you think you're going to play that? Slip probably just thinks of themselves as a, a very gifted hacker that might have some sort of neural link to the, to the simulation that others don't. Or, for, I think, for this setting, I think Slip views mystics, particularly themselves and others, that they might encounter as, as glitches. Kind of like the Candy Princess from Wreck-It Ralph, maybe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We are going to basically get into a situation, mid-job or mid, uh, mid-situation, mid rather, to see how Slip handles themselves when they are in uh, a situation that they are perhaps not entirely cut out for. So we're going to be here starting off in the simulation. So tell us what Slip looks like here in the simulation. Uh, Slip looks like a vaguely masculine gender-neutral or non-binary individual whose uh, whose face is, as I said, featureless. They have wispy, kind of gross-looking Frankenstein's monster hair. They wear what would kind of look like a Wastelander outfit, except for shorts, like cargo shorts. Yeah. And they, they have um, welding goggles that they wear over their eyes so people don't get weirded out by the weird glitchy glitchiness happening inside their head. Yeah, I recall there being something strange about their eyes as well. All right. Now you are in the simulation and you're in the midst of a job. This is one that you have been working on on your own, or rather not as part of the crew of Probable Cause. Something you've been working on with some other folks um, outside of your usual 
circle. Now you've got a partner with you today, someone you are working with, not necessarily a friend, uh, not necessarily an enemy, might not even be someone you know super well, but can you tell me about this person? Who are you working with today? Today I am working with Yolo, who is a, a hitman, who is, I think, several orders of magnitude more important in the simulation than I am, but mm -hmm. has, has deemed it necessary to work with individuals like myself in certain circumstances. Okay. A hitman, high-ranking, basically. And your job with YOLO involves an information broker who has mm, changed their coat, as it were, perhaps turned it from one side to another. Interesting. Now, this information broker had, until uh, quite recently, been working with the Solar Workers Union. Now, the Solar Workers Union are uh, ostensibly a criminal organization, but also ostensibly a legitimate workers' rights organization. They're a constant thorn in the side of the solar free state and the corporate allies. Uh, they're quick to call bosses and leaders on abuses of workers' rights, and are at this point basically the only group still trying to enforce anything like workers' rights in the sun. They're a very powerful lobby, highly influential. They're a tier four faction. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so this information broker has apparently turned against the Solar Workers Union for some reason or other and is, I guess, selling them out or making them look bad. Basically, when a spy or an asset turns, that's bad news, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So in light of this, the Solar Workers Union has hired a... Uh, a hitman to take out this information broker before they can give too much information about the inner workings of the solar workers union to the solar free state. So this is a high level job that you've ended up tagging along on. How did this happen? I, have, I think uh, the solar workers union, I, I actually have a background as a, a syndicate background as a union organizer. So maybe I've helped low level cadres come together, Okay, but I think I have a particular skill with messing with uh, individuals' perceptions while they're in the simulation. Okay. And occasionally while they're out of it inside their robot bodies. Mm -hmm. So I think that the Solar Workers Union tagged me along with YOLO, who I have a passing acquaintance with because I'm, I'm able to obfuscate his clear and obvious threat level, as well as just ingratiating myself with anyone I meet. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I think part of this is also just convenience. Maybe you were there and they knew you as well. Like mm -hmm. as soon as they learned that this information broker had turned against them, they like, okay, we got to go now. This has to happen now. Who's available? Who's around? And they scooped you up along with YOLO. So this is how the two of you ended up together on this job. You got your passing acquaintance. You've worked with the union before as an organizer. And then here you are. All right, let's see. What is this information broker's name? All right, their name is Araxis. O-R-A-X-E-S. Araxis is an information broker who turned against the SWU. Good. You are in the simulation, and you are in a beautiful garden. 
This beautiful garden has plants uh, of every imaginable color, not just green. You've got purple, you've got blue, you've got oranges, and all kinds of different interesting variations on that. You've got flowers growing out of these plants of different shapes. Some are bulbous and bubbly flowers, others are delicate traceries of greenery. You've got trellises that are seemingly made of gold and precious metals, and there are, of course, vines climbing up and down these as well. Uh, where you are right now, though, is a hedge maze. And this hedge maze is made up of, again, multicolored hedges, you know, blue, green, and orange for the most part in here. And this is where you have gotten to the point where you are pretty sure that somewhere in this hedge maze is the entrance to the safe house where Araxis is hiding. So Yolo turns towards you and they say, I'm pretty sure we've almost got him in our sights. Now all we need to do is find the entrance to this safe house, crack it open, and scramble the yoke we find inside. Yeah, yeah, scrambling. I can help with that. Wonderful. I'm going to do a left wall hug. Why don't you try the right wall and we'll contact each other as soon as we have found what we're looking for, that sweet, sweet eggshell that contains the golden nugget of treachery. Is it, you know, do, uh, do you really think it's a, a, a good idea to separate? I, you know, Araxis has had a couple of days to settle, set roots. You might have traps around. What if, uh, what if you get caught? <laughs> the last time I got caught was, hmm, I've never been caught. Well, there's a first time for everything, you know? Huh? I suppose you're not wrong. There is a first time for everything, but is this that time? Yolo has a brief moment of introspection. Well, we can stick together if that's what you'd prefer. I do my best work alone, but I won't let that stop me. I'm sure you're perfectly capable. I won't get in the way, I can tell you that much. Ha <laughs> ha! And Yolo starts looking around. You want to do left or right, then? Um, what's that old adage? To the left, to the left? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So you start doing your left wall hug. I think if we're trying to find something, we should probably do a roll. I'd love to. Fantastic. How are you trying to find this? What are you? What What do you think you're doing? What actions are Slip taking? I think Slip may believe that they are uh, actually sleuthing around and using deductive reasoning. But what's actually happening is that they're they're picking up on any latent signatures that Araxis might have left behind while digging in in this hedge maze. Okay, sounds like you're going to attune then. I'd love to. You are in a risky situation because, as you said, there may be traps here. And I would say this will have a standard effect. You can always, of course, push yourself or get a devil's bargain or use a gambit. How do gambits work again? You have, I think, two. And you just say you're using a gambit and then you get an extra die. Tell you what, I'll do that. Okay. Okay, you got a six there. Perfection. All right. So you are left while hugging through the maze, the hedge maze, when all of a sudden your quote-unquote instincts alert you and you pause just in time to see that there is a tripwire, a laser-based tripwire right in front of the two of you that Yola was about to step on. Let's step back just a, a second. Oh my! <laughs> Good thing you were here for this one, then. 
I had a good feeling that we'd work well together. Have I ever told you that I work best in a team? Yes, just moments ago. Marvelous, marvelous. Uh, let's see. If there's a trap here, then... Then your senses allow you to see that what appears to be a solid wall of the hedge is in fact... There's a, the slightest bit of artifacting that you notice that tells you that this wall wasn't always here. I think... There's probably a way to get around if there's traps so obviously put out, and I just lean against the wall nonchalantly. Uh, allows you to sort of tumble, tumble right through that wall into what is definitely just another hallway, wow. another area of the maze. Would you look at that? You found it. A secret path? Hmm. Very interesting. Yolo reaches a hand through, then pokes his head through then comes through uh, all the way on his own. Now, Yolo has got, uh, his avatar is sort of a tall, gangly-looking body. Uh, like, everything is very uh, stretched out limbs. Everything is tall and stretched out. What do I think? He's got a, a wide-brimmed hat that is sort of a black color with a red ribbon around it. He's wearing a, a long a duster jacket, you know, a very classic sort of... Um, bounty hunter wild west look that carmen sandiolo if you will uh, a bit of a bit of that look yeah so he looks kind of like you know what the kaminoans are in star wars uh yeah actually the cloners right yeah uh, yeah the ones that made the clones in the prequels it's just everything is really stretched out long necks long arms long legs long torso that's basically what yellow's looking like he seems like an exaggerated person that that definitely tracks yeah he's got the hat he's got at his neck he's got a nice like a bandana in, in the red that matches the brim of his hat. Like the inside of his jacket uh, duster has a nice pattern on it that is rarely seen, of course, but is, uh, when it is seen, it's, it's a dramatic moment. We are the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a pair of six-shooter-style pistols holstered on his hips. It's just very much like a flashy-looking bounty hunter kind of look that he's got going on. Oh, an, an eye patch, of course. Clearly, that switches eyes. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while. So he stoops through into this uh, laneway in the the hedge maze with you, and uh, crouches down, and puts a hand to the ground, and then puts the hand to his nose as if there were anything there. Says, "Hmm, yes, I think there's been someone through here recently." How do you figure? And. Well, you can see the way that the soil down here has been disturbed, and the soil is just, it looks perfectly normal. He's like, I got a feeling, you know, I'm pretty good at my job, and the two of us working together, I think, are getting real close. In fact, and Yolo turns and tries to push his hand directly through um, the, a different wall in the hedge maze, like you did when you tumbled through, but just, it's like, ah, and pulls his hand back, having been scratched by the thorns. I was sure that would be the door. But uh, in fact, you are standing on top of what you now realize is a trap door. Oh, Yolo, look what you found. And I stamp on it lightly. Mm-hmm. Well done, team. Now, let's make sure there's no traps here. Yolo starts um, doing something that he actually seems capable of. <laughs> he does start looking around at it and making sure that everything is fine and sees that there is a trap which he deftly disables and says, okay, that should do it. Would you like to do the honors? Absolutely. And I grab the latch and lift the door up. 
The door opens onto a, a bit of a disorienting sight. You are looking from this door into a hallway that is like adjacent to the plane that you are on. So it is like the Z axis is switching with your X axis at this doorway, if that makes sense to you. So if I were to walk through it, I would be perpendicular to how I'm standing now? Yeah. Okay, sick. So YOLO gives you sort of a look, locking eyes with your goggles, and says, Ah, this is the kind of bolt hole I've seen once before. You'll have to regale me with the tail. Maybe another time. We've got to keep moving. No telling when this scumbag is going to turn coat even further and portray our employers. That's a good point. He uh, jumps in, and as he jumps in, he goes from jumping feet first to sliding on his back on the floor of the hallway in here. Uh, it actually looks pretty cool, because then he does a roll and is up on, up on his knee there. And he's got a gun out already, looking around. Let's move. I, I, cr- I crawl through, <laughs> not at all attempting to do the same thing. It's very disorienting as you crawl in and everything reorients uh, around you so that, you know, up is sideways. Uh, But it only takes a moment to recover. As you are recovering, though, the trap door slams shut behind you. That's usually a good sign, right, Yolo? Yolo glances back. I'm not so sure. I have a feeling someone may know that we're here. Be ready. Understood. And I, I lift my, uh, my scarf above my mouth. Not that there's much of a, a face to cover up anyway. <laughs> he pulls his, uh, his bandana up as well so that it's covering his face, uh, the lower half of his face. He's got, of course, uh, very piercing-looking eyes. One is red and the other is blue. And he gets up and starts walking up the hallway and you can see that this is a there's a T intersection up at the end so it goes off to the left and then off to the right and he is making his way to the edge of that intersection but not into the intersection itself okay i i look uh, carefully at the ground and uh, around at the walls to make sure there's not another you know i don't know how araxis gets down so there there might be blow darts or pendulums are you wanting to study the situation, or that sounds like you're taking a close look? I think I'd like to. Yeah, what? I'll give it a try. I'm not good at it at all, but I'll give it a shot. Okay, you can always push yourself for uh, for too stress if you want, or you know, there's devil's bargains, all of those things. I think I'll just give myself a die then for too stress. Okay, it's going to be risky standard. I fail. Okay, you got a three. Uh, let's see here. So, you know, unfortunately, that is not a success. It is not one of the levels of die roll that allows you to do what you want. And so as you are walking forward and studying this, you see that Yolo is pushing into the hallway to glance to the left. And in that moment that you are distracted by uh, Yolo's risky behavior at the intersection there, you step onto a tile and you hear a click. And those blow darts that you were worried about start flying out of the sides of the walls. And you're going to take a uh, level two harm perforated, which you can attempt to resist with your prowess. I got two die. Why not? I got a four. Okay. Yeah. So that means that you take two stress and that level two harm 
is uh, reduced down to a level one harm. Let's see, what's a lesser version of perforated? You've been you've been pierced. One of these darts has pierced your right arm, like through the back of your back of the meat of your arm. What's that? Tricep? Yeah. Yeah, it's pierced right through there. And it's kind of stuck in. It's going to make it a little bit difficult to use that arm if you need to. Yola looks back and says, "Ooh, watch your step. Are you doing all right back there?" I pull it out and drop it on the ground. Absolutely fine. Okay, I didn't see anything on the left over here, but if we glance over towards the right, and Yolo turns his head to glance to the right, ah, this is not good. And I turn to look where he's looking. There are drones floating around another corner up there. They haven't seen you yet, but these drones are floating. There's three of them, and they've got like, they look kind of like miniature ringed planets except the rings are very clearly like circular saw blades spinning. All right. And they've got uh, blinking red lights on the tops and the bottoms of these spherical drones. Automated defenses. Araxis is really dug in. Indeed. Hopefully we're not already too late. Or maybe we're not the only interested party. Hmm, good point. Yolo has one of his six shooters out. He snaps it open to look into the uh, the chamber there, into the, what are, what's the word that I'm looking for, the cylinder, and then spins it and snaps it back into the gun. Well, should I take them down? Hmm. I don't think so. It might tip our hand too far. If they belong to our axis, then they should probably already know we're here. But if they don't, now we're alerting a third party. But since they're not coming after us, maybe our axis is still blind. Maybe this is... Uh where you can do some of that voodoo that you do if we want to be a little sneakier about this situation. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I lift up my goggles. Ain't no trouble. I think I, I try to I reach out to the simulation in this hedge maze, and I try to cover YOLO and myself and make it look like just we're part of the wall as we walk and try not to disturb the drones as we head in their direction. So you're walking through these stark white hallways. Everything here is, a, is just stark white. The halls, the floors, the ceilings, everything. Even the drones are white, aside from the spinning metal blades and the uh, beeping, uh, not the beeping, the flashing red lights on them. So you sort of attempt to convince the drones that you are also just a flat white surface. So this sounds like an action that you're taking. What kind of action do you think this is? Is this skulk or is this hack? I think it's probably skulk. Okay. Because rather than mess with them directly, I am just sneaking. Okay. Let's call this uh, risky, but the effect, if you're able to cloud their sensors in this way, will be great. So risky great on your skulk roll. You got a, you got a little bargain for me? Sure. I can offer you a devil's bargain. I can also push myself to cloud a target's mind and sway them in the face of contradictory evidence, and I can spend one stress to make it work on a small group. Let's save that for if things go badly here. Understood. Devil's Bargain. You will get by no problem, but they will probably catch YOLO. I'm fine with that as a player. <laughs> okay. So you can add a die to your roll. Uh, God bless you, YOLO. All right. Perfect. <laughs> that's, a, that's a double two, which is, in my heart, worse than Snake Eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's bad. So as you are attempting to sneak past, there is a brief disruption in your uh, mastery over this simulation here. Something trips you up. Something gets in the way here. And I think what gets in the way 
is so the thing that gets in the way though is whiskey tango no yeah you see them they are behind the drones coming around the corner as well so that is what causes you to be startled and you uh, are so startled that this drops your uh your cover what's whiskey tango look like your rival from the section blue secret police um i imagine pretty much I'm imagining like Captain America, but without the American regalia. But that might actually fit. Okay. So maybe like a U.S. agent look? Definitely a U.S. agent look and like body armor. He doesn't need it because his avatar is so much stronger than everyone else's, but still. Okay. Now, are we talking like the U.S. agent who just looks like Captain America, but with tactical pants uh, and, you know, a flag on his chest? Are we talking about the U.S. agent from the, uh, what is it? force factor days where he's got a judge dread thing going on he definitely has a judge dread thing going on okay authoritarian as a muffa okay so he looks like that version of uh u.s agent so he's got like a cool black uniform crisscross belts a billy club he's got a shield in the shape of an eagle and uh let's see three red stripes across his chest with a star pinned like a sheriff's star pinned over his left breast. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Whiskey Tango is they pinned over their left breast. And uh, they're wearing a helmet that's got a blackout visor. So you can only see their mouth. And it's got, again, that eagle motif in gold uh, on the front of the helmet outlining that blackout visor. Awful. Sort of a bit of a Judge Dredd situation. But if you look up U.S. agent uh, and you look at the ones where they've got... Uh, you know, the Eagle Shield and the Judge Red Helmet, you'll you'll know what this looks like, basically. And they look over and they see you and YOLO flickering out of the hall there. And they say, hmm, I didn't expect it would be you, but this will make for a fun diversion. And they whip out their billy club and it crackles to life with uh, with red energy time to take out the trash and uh you're gonna you're gonna get hit in the face here by uh by a billy club what if i run away what if you run away you can try to resist with your prowess for sure otherwise it's gonna be a level uh a level two harm shocked tell you what i will i'm just gonna immediately drop prone as a reaction to being punched <laughs> in the face all right let's see how that goes Ooh, very good. Wonderful. Yeah, you go out of six there, so you take no stress. You drop prone. The uh, billy club crackles over your head. And you hear him say, <laughs> I shouldn't expect you to fight like a proper hero, you coward. And uh, they are attempting to bring the billy club down on your head when it, you hear like a sound and the uh, billy club is shot out of their hand. You look over and see Yolo with uh, the, with his gun. He says, you'd better get a move on. I'll hold this one here. You know what you need to do. You bet. I'm not going to fight you like a real hero, but he will. Yolo spins uh, his gun and then draws the other one. Let's dance, fascist. Uh, uh, comrade Yolo. <laughs> Uh, so that battle's going on, and we'll figure out how that's happening. Uh, you've got some drones chasing you, and you need to get your way through this series of hallways to find and finish your target. 
All right. I think um, element of surprise no longer in my favor. I uh, I just tear I, I tear rubber. I go. I run. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're running through the area. The drones are, you know, careening back and forth in the hallway behind you. There's horrible sounds every time they collide with one of the walls. Like, you know what the sound is of a circular saw digging into stone or metal. Very familiar. Mm-hmm. That's it's deeply unpleasant as it is chasing you. You can hear there's there's two of the drones coming after you. It looks like Yolo took care of at least one of them as uh, as he was battling with Whiskey Tango. You can still hear the like occasional crackle and uh, gunshot off in the distance behind you. Do you want to do anything about these drones? I think I lured them into one of Araxis's traps. Okay, cool. I like it. What action do you think that is? Is that scramble? Maybe. It, um... I think scramble definitely works because I'm definitely just running and hoping for the best. And then, yeah, I can see I, I can I can see the signature of a trap in the wall, and then I leap across the span, and then it triggers. I think scramble okay. makes sense. Yeah, um, it also makes sense that this is a desperate action. Oh yeah, for sure. I will get <laughs> perforated and separated and drawn and quartered. If not, all right. So this is a desperate standard scramble roll. Uh, you do still have one gambit left, and as a reminder, when you roll desperate, do you get XP? Do you get in, gambits back when you roll, or is it just XP? I get XP. In oh progress. no, it's 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 scoundrels that get that. Okay. Yep. But yeah, yeah, you get XP in in uh, in prowess. Okay. Uh, do you want to push yourself, or are you using a gambit already? Okay. You said standard effect. All right, that's two dice. Hope for the best. I'm rooting for you. Six. Oh, a baby yes. crit. A baby crit. Six and five. That's very good. That's real good. I'm very happy that this has worked out this way. Yeah, I don't want to trauma out in the zero session. <laughs> All right, so explain to me, describe to me what happens here. I'm very frantically looking for more signatures of traps, hoping, hoping that their density will indicate where our axis is. And then I just run for a nest of them. And there's probably more hallway darts that I trigger as I jump and jump through. And then a pendulum gets triggered and I hop over it and it gets the drones in the backswing while the other one gets shot with the darts. All right. Yeah, the drones are like uh, still wildly uh, flying after you and they're just pelted with these darts. And one of them makes it through despite being uh, covered in darts. And it's like triumphantly bearing down on you when the backswing of the pendulum as you said just slams into it and crushes it into the wall it doesn't even cut it in half because it gets hit by the by the arm of the pendulum just wham crushes it Ooh, sorry little guy it sparks a few times then the lights uh, go out and you hear that okay all right uh, huh. i take a second get back to my feet and then look for look for more sign of our axis you see a door at the end of this hallway. Wonderful. I approach it, not confidently, but with purpose. Mm-hmm. It just looks like, at this point, it's a fairly heavy door. It looks like one of those vault doors. It's got a wheel on it and everything. Uh, the door is two, three times your size in each dimension. And this is, in contrast to everything being all white, this is just a big black door. Looks metallic. If I were a creepy information broker that turned coat, I would also hide behind a black door. <laughs> so how do you want to deal with this? I think I reach into the moorings of the simulation where the door is on its hinges and try to 
wrench it off. Okay. This isn't a tune, I think. Sounds like a tune if you're uh, manipulating the simulation in this way. Certainly hope so. Yeah. And this is, you're not in a desperate situation anymore, uh, but it is still risky because who knows what's going on back there with Whiskey and YOLO or if there are more drones coming or what might ha- I mean, there's always a risk when you're messing with the sim like this. I assume a battle cruiser is going to rip through reality. I have no idea. All right. It's a risky standard. That's my name. And a sick. Very nice. Yeah, so you reach in, you grab at the uh, moorings of this simulated reality, you give them a tug on the reins, and the door, you hear that squeak, 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 squeak as the wheel turns on its own, and then the door just swings open. And inside, you see a large, empty room. There's a, it's not empty, but it looks mostly empty. And there is a spotlight illuminating what appears to be a dentist's chair. In the chair is a figure. Uh, It is difficult to see exactly what that figure looks like, but you'd say it's probably a person. All right. And this person is surrounded by what looks like a large metallic rib cage that has been lowered down over the dentist's chair. And uh, the rib cage has electricity sort of running up and down it almost like a tesla coil and every time the electricity runs up and down it you see the body underneath this cage twitch and jerk well this has some secret police written all over it yes you recognize the trappings of a punitive consciousness cage hate that you know that inside of this whoever that is their mind is being put through horrific things in an accelerated time frame. So their physical mind, most likely in the real world, is also being kept in a similar device, which is replicated here in the sim. There's another layer of sim going on inside this sim of their mind that is causing that accelerated, essentially, torture to happen. Oh, for sure. Okay. Do I know that, does Araxis um, operate like this? Araxis is an information broker. He just deals in information. He's a spy. Okie dokie day. Um, after taking a quick look around, I cautiously approach the, the... Just to get a look at the figure inside the cage. It's Araxis. Ooh, rough start, buddy. Mm-hmm. Looks like the sun already got you. It's going to do a little fortune roll here. Don't mind me. Let's see. How good is he at this? He's pretty good. Aha! Okay. All right, so what are you doing with this cage? I got a five on my fortune roll. We'll see what that means soon. Sure. I I was hired by... Um, SWU to dispose of Araxis, yes? Yes. It was believed that Araxis had turned coat. I don't necessarily know that the fact that he's in this cage uh, uh, assuages that belief. So, hmm. he very well could have turned coat and they just popped him in here. Hard to say. It is hard to say, and I won't know unless I ask him. You could try to do that. But I'm scared if I try to attune to this thing, I could get pulled in. You could try to break it? Uh, turn it off. Does it need like a, I know we're in a simulation, but does it have like a local a local subroutine that it runs off of, or do I need to break them because they're basically just like software anyway? The simulation is basically real. Okay. While you're in it. So if you want to break it, it the most effective way to do that would be like a rig. That is something I, I, I might have experience, because I have a dot in rig, I might have experience actually breaking these so that means you're good at it. If you've got even one dot, you're good at the thing. Okay. 
Um, if I have a light load and I give myself some hacking tools, would that help or would I just need hacking tools to do this in general? Um, the hacking tools would be if you were hacking, which oh, you right, are not. Right, right. This is, rig is a physical thing. I'm trying to mess with stuff. What about repair tools? Yeah, you could declare that you have repair tools and that would increase your effect, I think. All right, I think I'll give myself some repair tools. I still have two load in case things get even weirder. All right, with the tools, that'll increase your effect. So it'll be risky great. Okie doke. Uh, tell you what, I'll push myself for another die. Okay. Another six. Didn't even need it, but glad I did. Yeah, you're having a good run. Let's not, let's not mention it. <laughs> so you uh, unroll the repair tools from, I guess, your belt or wherever you've got them, and set to work on this machine, and very quickly you're able to dismantle it. There's almost like a voice in the back of your mind that is, it feels like guiding you through this process as if some part of you is deeply familiar with this technology even though you yourself don't necessarily feel like you know much about it. Like, you know what it is. You've heard of it. But it almost feels like you've worked with this before. But that can't be possible. And, uh, yeah, I definitely try to blink away. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you're gone. Ah! And the machine deactivates, and you're able to get it pushed off of Araxis. And it takes a, a solid minute, during which time I'm sure that you are feeling very comfortable and relaxed in this situation. I'm definitely um, well-maintained of my faculties, and I'm not at all an unstable person. <laughs> so after like a full minute, Araxi's eyes flutter open, and uh, he looks and like gasps and sits up. <gasps> I was... I was uh, Easy there, buddy. Easy, easy. It's just slip. Who are you? I'm here with a friend. They're distracting the law enforcement. We're gonna, gonna get you out of here. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. They caught me. They caught me. Yeah. How long were you in there? I, d I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. I think... I think they... I tried to... Oh, God. You tried to what? I tried to keep them out. I don't know if I did. It's hard in there to do anything. I don't know what they learned. I don't know. I just remember the pain. That's all right. That's all right, buddy. You just, you just take it easy. We have a way out of here. He's struggling to get up onto his feet. He's very un unstable. It's like... Uh, you can see that he's he's shaking, looking weak, but he's getting to his feet. He has a fairly standard-looking solar free state officer avatar. He looks like a, like a low-ranking intelligence operative, like he would see in um, just in like logistics. So that's probably where he worked. He's probably in the logistics department, a tier two military faction. And he would uh, sell insider info. Yeah, he you know, fed information about where shipments were going and so on and so forth to the, uh, to the solar workers union. And, uh, yeah, so he's got like, uh, military slacks in, uh, black, red, and white, the colors of the solar union or sorry, the solar free state It's black, red, and white. And, uh, like a hat, one of those military caps with the solar free state symbol on the front, the uniform jacket, all that stuff. Do you remember the name of the agent that grabbed you? Brought you here? Uh, whiskey. Whiskey something. Whiskey. Okay. 
That should be enough information. That's from Section Blue. Yes. My, How are we getting out of here? I was hoping you had a way out. Intel said that this was your maze. I don't even, I don't even know where we are. Okay. We're in the botanical gardens. Okay. I think I know a little something about the gardens themselves, but I don't. I've never been. And you hear a, a sound from the huge doorway behind you. A footstep. All right. There's a good chance that that's probably not my man. So, I know you can't fight, but get ready for anything. Oh, okay. I don't... He sort of puts up his dukes a little bit and is looking around to see if there's anything to use as a weapon, but there's just the chair, and that's bolted to the ground. It's like, I, I'll try. I, I've had the training of everyone else. All right. And I, uh creep over to the door so I can be behind it when it opens. Okay. Uh, the door, you see the, the wheel squeak, 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 and then there's grunting as somebody is hauling the door open, and you see as the light from the hallway spills in, it's a little bit blinding, but you make out the tall, gangly shape of YOLO. Howdy there, partner. Hey there. We don't have any time. Uh, whiskey's right behind me. How do we get out of here? Well, I can make a hole, but it would bring a lot of attention, probably. He uh, walks into the room and then sees Araxes standing there and snaps up his gun to point at Araxes. Oh, you didn't finish the job yet, did you? He was in a cage. A cage? I don't think he... Squints. I think we have bad info, YOLO. Hmm. He comes in, he's still got his gun on, on the target, and he walks over to Araxes and sort of pokes him in the chest with a gun. You turn on us? And he looks, and he's like, no, no. No, Section Blue got me. They they caught me taking information to the drop point. Well, I was able to get you out, and you're still a valuable asset, even if you're, you've lost your credibility inside. You still know things. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know all kinds of things. I know so many things. I still got lots of information, codes, uh, you know, ne next month's uh, shipments. I, I've, I can help. I can still help. What do you think, Yolo? It's your op. Yolo takes a deep breath and then flips his gun up and uses it to push the brim of his hat back and says, ah, what the hell? Like I always say, you only live once. And I think I actually crack a smile because that's endearing. Let's get out of here before that fascist gets in. You bet. Something's... You're in a big empty room. Back down the hallway is Whiskey Tango. Who knows if there's another way out? What are you going to do? I, uh, I do something that I usually do when I need to calm down. And when I try to do it in, shall we say, stressful situations, things tend to really glitch out. And I can keep a handle on it when I'm not pressed for time, but I think I just make a hole in the back of the uh, shack. In the back of this room here? Okay, where do you want this hole to lead? Uh, to was there um, a meetup point with uh, SWU? Yeah, there is. Do you want to go directly there? Absolutely not. I'd like to go um, a few <laughs> a few blocks uh, away in a what I believe to be a safe radius. Okay, and then I'm going to try to close it once we're all through, and you know, hope for the best. What if I capture Whiskey right. Tango? Uh, it sounds like you want to attune again. I would love to do that, and I have three stress left. <laughs> Just keeping that, keeping that in. All right, so uh, this will be uh, risky, and 
opening a doorway to another point will be great effect. Um, I'm going to spend my last gambit. Okay. Did you already? How many gambits did you have? You had two to start. Yes. I believe I. Or did I already spend two? I think you spent two, but yeah, I'm not sure. I believe so, actually. Uh, that would leave me with one stress. I don't want to take a devil's bargain because this is an awful situation. Mm hmm. I got two dice and a prayer. Now let's throw them. Okay. That's yeah. a hot six. <laughs> Woo! How many sixes are you going to roll? Let's today? not talk about it. I have it. I am, I am blessed by the devil. Let's go. <laughs> what, what does this look like in the simulation when you make a hole like this? I, I tell Yolo to shut the door and keep his pistols trained. And then I turn towards the back of the shack. I look at it, lift my goggles up. My eyes are very glitchy. And if uh, Araxis is looking at me, he's probably tripped out. Because things that look like this are horrible. And I put my... You can't help but look. Yeah. I, I put my hand against the wall, slide my fingers into it like it's like a, like a goo, and just pull it like it's, like it's old, uh, old wallpaper. And then there's just sort of a jagged-edged hole that is looking on an alley a couple of blocks away from the, uh, the safe house. Araxes gasps, and he puts a hand up to his face. He puts like both his hands up to his face and he's like squeezing his face to make sure that it's still there. He's like, what is going on? Don't worry, you're just experiencing uh, shock. And I grab his hand. Uh, Whiskey's at the door with uh, his guns drawn. Alright. YOLO, first in, last out? YOLO is the one that I meant. Whiskey's outside the door. You can hear uh, you can hear them slamming on the door and being like, open up in there. And you know, it was like, never, fascist. Perfect. You're going to have to get in here the hard way. I shove Araxis through. Yolo looks over his shoulder and sees the hole, gapes for a moment, then shrugs and runs and dives through it. All right. And then everyone through, I also pop through. Excellent. You pull it close behind you, but as it is closing, you see the door open up, and Whiskey rushes in with their baton drawn, and they see the hole closing around your face, and they go, Not again! And are rushing towards you, but the hole closes just before they get there. You're in the alleyway. I think from here it's a fairly straightforward trip to get to the, uh, the meetup point with the reps from the uh, Solar Workers Union. Explain the situation to them. Uh, they are they agree to take Araxis in uh, under their protection. Whiskey looks at you and extends a hand. Pleasure working with you, Slip. I uh, take his hand and pump it uh, twice. A pleasure. He nods and tips his hat. I hope we meet again soon. Hope so. He turns away, and uh, his duster flares up behind him. The sun catches the intricate red pattern in the inner lining. He strides off into the sunset. You can almost hear like music playing as he makes his exit. And here I thought I knew the, the most melodramatic person on the sun. <laughs> huh. Where do you go after this? What do you do? I, I go to my hidey hole, hmm. and I... I just sit down with a bunch of probably messed up... It's probably an abandoned part of something, and it's just absolute squalor. Even in the simulation, yeah. they still have simulated squalor, because they're like that. Of course they are. 
and I you know, I know that SWU will be will either owe me a favor or they'll be paying me however they're going to pay me. Or, you know, I, I did it to ingratiate myself with them. But I, I just sit down, I drop the, the cloth that covers my hidey hole in the abandoned building, and I, uh, I start, like, I make a simulated trash fire with my mind and just play with it to calm down. Right. And we fade to black as we look at Slip staring into the fire, and the camera swings around to also stare into the fire. The fire grows and grows until it's all the camera can see. And the fire burns away the simulation until the camera burns away as well. Let me see. Next time on Spectres of a Broken Sun, the theme song, Slip will return in season two. All right, so I'm giving you plus one status with the Solar Workers Union after that situation. Woo! Bringing you up to one status with them. They like me. That helps balance. That helps balance a little bit what happened in in uh, Augustus's zero session. (laughs) All right, that's it. Wonderful. Awesome. Thanks for joining me. Happy to. Until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. We forget, of course, space squids. Space squids. I'm gonna own one. Thanks for joining us for the last of our Zero Acts for Season 2 of Stories of a Broken Sun, The Spectres of a Broken Sun. We'll be taking a few weeks off before Season 2 starts properly. Keep an eye on at BrokenSunRPG on Twitter to see when those will be releasing. If you like what you've been hearing and you want to support us, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash brokensunrpg. You can support us at any level and we'll deeply appreciate the faith that you show in us, and the joy that you take in what we do. If you want to support us but can't do so monetarily, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Every single one helps get our show into more people's ears. And of course, the most effective way of advertising is just for you to tell your friends and family to check us out. Season 2 is going to be a great starting point, but of course, Asteroid Blues is also good, uh, as there are several other possible starting points mentioned in the beginning of the prologue. So until the next time, all the best.